Uh, hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Adel Amarsi Unplugged. I'm the host with the most of us, as always, Adel Amarsi, and today we are joined by my very good friend, Bethany Scott. If you go check out bethanyoscott.com, she's the sponsor of the show today, as is purelyhosting.com forward slash Adel, where you can get all your hosting and fun stuff needs. Bethany and I, we weirdly met through a group on Facebook and have become friends ever since. Turns out that she's a massive cat lover and is in love with my cat and is planning to steal them at some point. I, I'm not sure how I feel about this, but, you know, it happens. So I was like, hey, why not invite her to the podcast? Because stuff and cat reasons. All joking aside, Bethany is a very talented writer and a very good up-and-coming copywriter in the way that she does things. And an author. Like, seriously, I love her work, the way she writes. It's brilliant. Um, and I wanted to bring her on the show, just basically, like, impart some advice and have a good time and show. So, Beth, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. If I missed anything out, please feel free to go ahead and call me a dumbass and correct me. No, you're very comprehensive there. Like, I love your kind words. Thank you. Woohoo. Fun stuff. Cool. <laughs> so, uh, wow. I guess my first question really is, how the hell did you get into, into writing? Because I know you started writing around the same age I did, except for I started writing direct response, and you started writing stories. Yes, I did. Yeah. Uh, basically, um, I started writing <laughs> when, I, when I was about nine years old. Um, I was a homeschooled kid. And basically, the main source of entertainment in our household was books. So we always used to go to the library um, every one or two weeks. And I'd max out not only my like little kiddies card, but also I'd get books on my mum and dad's card <laughs> as well. Someone's so a reader. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was a massive reader. Sadly, not reading too much nowadays. But yeah, back in the day, I went through books like anything. Like I cleared out the kids section. Well, to be fair, you got to look at it this way. Like, are you still reading, like, storybooks or are you reading, like, business books? I'm reading both. I'm reading both. Business books come more naturally. I read a lot more of them, but I'm trying to get back into fiction. See, I've gone the other way completely. I read so many business books. I'm just like, I just like reading fiction now for the time being. It's just, it's just really good. And horror books like yours. Horror. Oh, thank you. Nice plug. Nice seg there. Oh, it's, it's what we do. But um, the, way, the way I'm looking at it right now is actually I'm sitting down to read your uh, stuff this weekend. Um, it's been a busy, like September's going to be a busy month simply because uh, <laughs> it's my birthday at the end of this month and I have like 20 other people's birthdays this month as well. I have that as well, like everybody's birthday is in September, what is with that? Well, all the best people were born then, so you know. <laughs> Must be, I was a bit early, my birthday was last month. Ah, uh, see, just missed out, you missed out. Yeah, just always <laughs> just slightly out that circle. <laughs> yes, the, 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 we're, we're the in crowd of, of Always awesomeness. looking in <laughs> from the outside. Oh God, I sound like such a douche. But it's all good. <laughs> uh, that's true, I am a douche, it's fine. Well, you're a douche, I'm an asshole, it's how it all works out. The oh, that's right, things. <laughs> so, like, horror books, you got, you got to give me like the heads up on how you did this. Um, how, how the hell did you get into uh, horror books? My dad was, well, it still is, a massive, massive horror fan. And one of my earliest memories is living in our little bungalow. I was in a bunk bed um, uh, sleeping above my brother. And I would, like, lean over to try and open the bedroom door just to crack so I could see the TV, what he was watching that night. It was usually, like, one of the 50s <laughs> schlock horror B-movie, the blob type of things wow. when I got a bit older he would let me um sit down and watch with him and it was it mostly x-files stuff like that I didn't really understand it but I just loved the weird intense music and the characters and all the blood and everything so movies were definitely my gateway into horror I, I def I haven't found a horror novel yet that scared me but I hope to either write one or find one and okay. see how they do it, but yeah. <laughs> Have you got round to reading the Chris Carter series I told you to read? Chris Carter? No, I haven't. Seriously, Oops. woman. Start with I the Crucifix Killer. It's terrible. It is genuine. Okay, here's right, what I'm going to say. Like, this weekend, the, if I'm reading your book this weekend, you got to read this book. Okay. Just go to the library, look up, for the, look up the Crucifix Killer by Chris Carter. Right. And by the way, uh, for everyone else that's listening to the show that isn't a conversation between me and Beth anymore, um... Go ahead and read it as well if you've not already done so. It's one of the uh, books I recommend for copywriters to start out to understand how to engage in a story. Um, you know, as I'm launching Story Selling Blueprint and Story Selling Academy, as they're both my big kind of long-term projects I'm looking at doing. Um, one of the big recommendations I have in there, and I always make to everyone else that asks me, hey, how do I write better stories? 
read Chris Carter's book, uh, The Crucifix Killer, and the rest of the series, because that, for a guy that doesn't genuinely like horror movies, because they can't stand paranormal, I'm good with gore, not so much paranormal stuff, um, this series of thriller books had me hooked from the get-go. I mean, I literally read the entire book in two days. Wow. Cover to cover, memorized everything. It's just an awesome (laughs) book. Twists and turns, and I'm one of those horrible people that loves looking at Wikipedia pages before I go watch a movie. (laughs) I am that asshole. So if you tell me a spoiler, I'm like, I really don't care. I just want to know if it's worth wasting my time watching this or not, uh, or investing my time watching something. So I'll always Wikipedia. Have done for years. Um, But I was so tempted to find out the end of this book, but I kept stopping myself from reading the end. It, it, it was so hard not to go to like the back page and be like, so what the hell happened to this thing? Who is this person? I do that too for movies, but usually halfway through and usually only if I'm not enjoying it that much and I just want to skip to the end. But if I'm enjoying it, then I'll try and hold off. I'm pretty good. I'm not. I'm. But then I'll go on IMDb and just research the hell out of it. Like I'll know what the background character's mother did in a previous life. <laughs> wow. Okay, so you yeah. are you are just almost as bad as I am. See, I don't dig deep. I just end up on random tangents. As uh, <laughs> as Aziz and Sari like to say, have you ever done this where you're just in the middle of doing important work and the thought comes up, hey, did Home Alone 1 make more money than Home Alone 2? <laughs> and then you're like, Joe Pesci's in that movie. I really don't know much about Joe Pesci. Then you learn everything there is to know about Joe Pesci in the hopes that one day a serial <laughs> killer just like gets you by the throat. It's like, I'm going to stab you. If uh, I, I'm gonna stab you unless you can tell me what Joe Pesci's album was when he was a little kid. It's like like weird twisted version of your own scream movie then. Pretty much. Trivia. <laughs> pretty much. And it's just like uh, Joe, little Joe Shaw can sing. It's like damn. Gotta, I've got to stop incorporating Joe Pesci. Um, what's it called? Trivia into my murders. I love Aziz. And sorry, that entire bit just makes me crack up every single time. <laughs> oh my god. But he's so, like, it's funny because a lot of people look at Aziz Ansari, and I thought too for a long time that he's quite tall, like around, you know, 5'11 kind of area. I can see that, yeah. I can see where you're coming from there. You just Googled him, haven't you? Did you hear my keyboard? Yeah. Yes, I, I did. <laughs> um, he's actually 5'6. He's tiny. He's like, he's like a tiny Indian man. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Have you, have you Googled Kevin Hart standing uh, next to people? Yes. That is Kevin Hart is tiny and he's hilarious. Him next to Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, oh God. I died. <laughs> I love the whole bit that he has for that, which is like Shaquille just kept dropping his dick on my head. It's like, dude, could you stop? <laughs> Wait, what was that Cat Williams? They're both tiny and hilarious. I don't know. <laughs> tiny makes people extra hilarious, I think. It really does. It oh, does. I-, I will never know that pain because I'm tall, so it's fine. Uh, see, I'm 5'4", so I only just tower over Kevin Hart still, I think. It's <laughs> I okay. F- five four for a woman is considered tall. It's normal, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> five, I guess like five two to about five six is average. Anything above that or below that, you're weird. Yeah, anything uh, above that is really. You should be a model if you ate better. You know. <laughs> yeah, for for me, it's yeah. I, I'm six foot tall and I've put on weight. Like it's taken me years to put on the weight I've put on right now. <laughs> like a good oh, right. ten years of eating pizza. To go up to the weight of that I'm at right now. Everyone's kind of like, seriously, I remember you at school. And a photo came up of me in, like, when I was 19. I'm 27 this this month, so about good eight years ago of me and uh, my friend Olivia. And we took a selfie together. Uh, back then, it was known as a photograph. Uh, <laughs> for, for, you, for you youngins that don't know what I'll a photograph right. is. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Old school. Next thing you know, I'll be talking about landlines <laughs> and albums. <laughs> Ooh. What are they? I don't know. Right, like it's C- Captain America shit right here. <laughs> CD-ROMs and shit. <laughs> 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 Next thing you know, we'll just bl- bust out the word floppy disk and confuse half my audience. All my writing back when I was like was on floppy disks. All of it. And I've still got some of them. But I had no way to access them. <laughs> Try and find an old school computer just anywhere. I'm sure you can find one on eBay. I, th- I think they-, they still have them at my town library, actually. I need to go and check. Try it, seriously, try it, just because it'll be so funny to see. On the microfiche as well. (laughs) While I'm doing this, I'm just distracting Chase very quickly, and he looks like a retard trying to run forward and attack this little thing that's in front of his face. It's just brilliant, but it's annoying him and keeping him quiet. Um, But what I was going to say, as far as it goes with um, 
God, what was it? Like with like how thin I was. I was absolutely really thin because you got to imagine I'm six foot tall, and I walked around at I've got to like find the right amount it is in pounds, but in in the UK weirdness of normalness, I was around sixty kilos of weight. You put on sixty no, no, kilos. No, 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 no. I was. 60 oh, you were. Kilos. Yeah. Hang on, let me Google that. Just to give it, that's um. That is one hundred thirty-two pounds. Yeah, or nine stone, six pounds. Wow. So nine and a half stone or 132 pounds is how much I walked around at when I was, <laughs> <laughs> this is like during my career of like doing martial arts and stuff. People are like, what? <laughs> yeah. And I didn't even <laughs> diet. No diet needed. I was light enough as it was. Not going to lie. I'm a bit jealous. Yeah. And the thing is, I'm just jealous and thinking of my body back then. I was like, God, I was so shredded. Now I'm just like tubby as shit. <laughs> I'm not really, but still, I'm no, I like, I'm what, 74, or 74 and a half kilos now which is uh, 167 pounds so i've like put on 35 pounds of weight oh hang on yeah 163.142 pounds wait 163 pounds yes. kilograms yeah down four pounds sorry <laughs> that. um but yeah i'm still coming down to 147 in like the next six weeks uh, which is gonna be evil but just just to annoy my friends and stuff I actually said, no, I feel really big at this weight. And all my friends are like, dude, you're literally average male weight right now. Like, people would die to be your weight. I'm like, well, let them. I want to go lighter. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's weird having that kind of body. Not dysmorphia, but just feeling quite out of place in um, your own skin. Well, it's very strange. Kind of. I'm, uh, I'm more towards the, because uh, I'm an ectomorph, which means I have oh, a yeah. high level of metabolism, very, very low level of body fat. Um, which isn't working out in my favor right now, but it will uh -huh. it will go back to doing what it's supposed to. Yeah, you're listening to me, aren't you? Metabolism. This is, this is as much for everyone else as it is for you. Metabolism is rubbing its hands evenly. Yes, damn you. Just just looking at me like Grandpa Simpson, like damn you. Oh, <laughs> um, okay. So quick side story because I gotta tell you this because I think you'd find this hilarious. Did you ever watch Scrubs? Yes, all the time. Right. Do you remember the scene where Tack and Carla are on a double date with JD and his girlfriend, and JD lets his girlfriend win an arm wrestling match, and Tack just slams Carla's hand and goes, do you see Carla? Do you see yes. what you when, you mess, when you mess with the warrior? Yes. Right. So I went I went out on Sunday uh, on a date to play ping pong with this girl, and she was like, I'm horrible. Like, you know, I am a sore loser. I'm like, don't worry. None of my friends play ping pong well. It's literally just me, and I have to, like be really stupid so I'm like I'm not gonna play at all I'm just gonna mess around yeah so I'm there playing and we're having this really good time having a laugh you know um and giggling every so often because I'm making fun of everything that's around me because that's what I do um sorry this couple literally rocks up right next to us and it's brilliant because he's explaining the rules to his girl and his girl's like yeah okay and she sucks by the way like really badly just as not but he's playing like he's like on fire to win we ignore it for a good three or four minutes, and then I just, I walk over to uh, to this girl, uh, to this girl I'm dating, uh, well, I was dating at the time I was on a date with, I literally walked over to her, whispered in her ear, do you see Carla, do you see what you get when you mess with a warrior? She burst out laughing so hard we had to leave. <laughs> That's amazing. But it's so true, like, you could see this guy really going for it, like, he was not stopping. Like, some people just don't care they just need to win <laughs> biologically need to win no matter who it's up against oh god I'm definitely one of those people but I can control it yeah I can rein back a little bit but I'm always looking for an excuse to just beat someone into the ground really that's... but that's quite bad because yeah that, well number one it makes me a horrible person but number two it gives me shiny object syndrome like I'm, I'm always like oh he's doing that that's really cool I want to do that but yeah, I know. It's it's horrible. I have so many domains that are ridiculous. Like, I have more domains in the self-development market than anyone else I know of. Yeah. Because, like, believe it or not, I actually own dailymeditate.com and dailygratitude.com, everydaypositivity, and liveyourlegend.co. Like, I own wow. a lot of premium domains in that market. Those are actually, yeah, they're pretty powerful. Yeah, and I've done nothing with them. I actually owned the year of awesome at one point. Oh. That was my domain. I was like, you know what? I'm never going to use it. I'm just going to let it slide. It's fine. Tried to buy it again. <laughs> Someone else bought it. I was like, you. I just called them a cunt. I literally wrote them a horrible letter. <laughs> I was like, you're a giant cunt face. I hope you die in hell. And uh, and then it turns out it's one of my friends. I was like, 
die I in hell. I hope you die in hell. <laughs> it was like, dude, calm down. I was like, fuck you. That is my exact response to you. You're not even using it correctly. Oh, sorry, just horrible rage issues. But I've got to say, I, I, I do enjoy being blah. It's my favorite thing to just have a lot of... Um, fun and fight and stuff it's the reason why i do brazilian jiu-jitsu it's because you you basically get to choke people out that that is a legitimate form of stress relief yes there was a, a fighting fight club in my uni that i went to and you'd, you'd see them from the library because the library looked over the like the grassy area where they did it and it was very cool to watch because it just looked like the final scene in anchorman Basically, wow. it was Wait. it was amazing. Just all these guys with like foam swords and everything. That's <laughs> what frisbee is anything they could get their hands on, and they just like wailed on each other for ages. And there are a few girls there as well, but I, I, I just watched like I, I am not one for physical combat whatsoever. Like I might be able to win an arm wrestling match, but honestly, that's probably just weight, like the sheer weight of my arm more than anything else. Because yeah, I, I'm I'm like. 98 percent cankle up in here i am not an you ex. are not she, <laughs> she she like totally slams herself she is not <laughs> i am waiting till i get over 40 and then just see the damage <laughs> oh see i thought you were gonna say i'm gonna wait till 40 and then do the damage both I'm, I'm actually waiting a lot of issues built up by the time i'm 40 so they're gonna have to come out either in my copy or in a in a but involuntary fight club <laughs> I start myself so yeah you know that that could happen see I've I've just kind of I've mellowed out as I've got older which is quite strange for a lot of people really? I have not oh no, no I've I got used to be so happy I've got more of a, like how do I, how do I, I was gonna say something but I was like that just sounds so horrible um I've got sh I've got a shorter temper now than I used to yeah like, I don't have as much patience like I suffer fools I don't suffer fools gladly anymore um <laughs> At all. I don't care who it is. Like, my dad annoyed me the other day, and I told him, just like, I'm not going to talk to you for the rest of today. And he was like, why? I was like, you annoyed me. He was like, <laughs> but? I was like, don't even try. I will slam you into the ground, old man. <laughs> and he just looked at me and went, all right, bye. <laughs> you dick. <laughs> bye. <laughs> but, um, it, again, my dad doesn't speak very well in, uh, English very well, and neither do I, apparently, according to that sentence. But it was quite fun. Um, I worked in your favor, then. It kind of did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but like, it's got to the point like I've been like all week I've been training at the gym and some of my training partners I usually train with are like dude you've been going heavier than usual on us because I'm quite known like even my instructors they all tell me off of this they're like dude seriously uh, we've we usually have to tell people to tone it down we tell you to get more aggressive because you're just too calm okay <laughs> it, it's it's annoying how calm you are could you could you not be so calm I'm like why they're like you're letting people pass you and get into dominant positions to submit you, and you're just like, yeah, whatever, I'll use my flexibility and get out of this. It's fine. <laughs> it's like, you're, you're still, like, because I'm a white belt still, like, I'm a third, right. a third strike white belt, so it's, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is like the only sport that takes fucking ages to get your next belt. Always does. Okay. Um, but, because I moved from Plymouth to London, I was really close to getting my blue belt, and then moved to London, and I had to kind of start again. So, like, no. <laughs> just a year of wait, just a year of training gone. But anyway, um, oh. All, all that said and aside, summary relaxed, and this week, for some reason, I've kicked it up a notch where I'm just, like, going for the kill. I took on my instructor today, who is a black belt of 22 years' experience. And he is, he's heavier than me, he's stronger than me, he's a fucking animal. Dwayne Johnson, basically. Kind of, but, like, not <clears throat> that same level. He's, uh, how do I put this? Uh, imagine, imagine, um, the Hulk. Okay. That kind of guy, on top of it all the time. <laughs> And it's grappling, so it, you get up into this very awkward gaze kind of positions. It's really, really strange. Honestly, that sounds like my worst nightmare. It's a lot of fun, though. Um, <laughs> just gotta say, you know, good cuddle here and there. Who, who, true, who true. <laughs> um, snuggle. <laughs> it's what you do. Just snuggle and freak them out. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Snuggling you. Shut up, Adel. I can't help it. <laughs> Describe marriage there, really. Pretty how it is uh awkwardness and fear <laughs> it's a war i tell you every day is a battle yep yep i relate relating so hard you're the one that gave me that that should be the title of your book every day <laughs> every day is a battle <laughs> love is a war every day is the battle like, Bethany, ask tattooed us. on my wrist 
it's you know like on your on your arm you just got like little um what's called notches of every day it's like just counts up how many did i win how many did i lose <laughs> like your win loss record is on your arm by the time that you're like 60 and like grandma what are those was it because you were in a prison at war camp no well technically yes i was married to your granddad for a very long time <laughs> Yeah, I didn't live through like some genocide or whatever. I was just like a middle class white married woman. That's hard. <laughs> yeah. So I can I can sense all your white privilege right now through this call. So much. <laughs> I am the basicest bitch you will ever meet. Do you know, I, I am this, such an intense mix of basic and hipster. I tried my first pumpkin spice latte the other day, and I hated it. Oh, don't but worry. I Instagrammed it anyway. Oh, don't worry about it. I, I'm not uh, that kind of person. I'm partially hipster. That's I... The, well, I get called that because, like, what I do is I, I know where every good place in London is to get food and drinks and shit like that. And everyone's like, <laughs> fucking hipster. There's, there's a, there is a bar right around, my, right around the corner from me that I went to yesterday. Delicious cake. It, it makes, like, it's a tongue. I'm going to explain it to you because you're a foodie and you fucking love yeah. this. It's a lava cake, a chocolate lava cake. Gets better. Uh, a chocolate lava cake with mint, uh, sorry, with uh, vanilla ice cream and um, caramelized mint and chocolate leaves put on top of the fucking ice cream. So when you bite into the ice cream and have the cake with it, it's like a nice mix of hot and cold and minty flavor. Mother of God. It's so <laughs> delicious. It's bad for you. Insane. Wow. You know what? If you go on my Instagram, I'm sure there's a photo of it. Okay, just, I'm on. Just, just add Illumarcy's my like Instagram. It's so easy. Cool. There's a lot of cat photos, and then you gotta like scroll down some, and you will see. There it is. Like it's halfway down. Um, I'm there. Oh my god! I think I found it. Yeah, it's it's the one with the cake and the drinks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh huh. The one so the one just below it, that chicken wings place, best chicken wings in all of London. Ooh. Yeah. So this and below that is Serial Killer Cafe, which is a hipster little series. You met Bill Nye. Huh? You met Bill Nye. Yes, I did meet Bill Nye. He he eats literally right outside my apartment. Like I walk around the corner, he's he, he sat there eating. Ah, I'm like, I bet. So cool. I've said hello to him like nine or ten times now. <laughs> he just got to the point where it's like, are you ever going to not say hello to me? I was like, you are the voice of the Watcher. It's fine. <laughs> of the Traveler, sorry. And he was it's like, Davy Jones. Ah. Wait, David. Wait, what's he, David Jones in? Hold on a second. Hold on. You're back. Middle of a podcast, you get a little package delivered to you. You hope it's not a bomb. It isn't. It's book, but I don't know what book, and I don't know if I ordered it or if someone else did. Okay, let's see. Ooh, Ed O'Keefe. Thank you, Ed O'Keefe, for sending me your book. I will, and he autographed it. How nice of him. And now more mail has arrived. <laughs> I just love the fact that my life is this right now. Um, so anyway, back to what I was saying. So the craziness of this all is uh, this place is delicious. Like, everything is delicious. And it's hidden underground. Whoa. So not underground, underground like uh, subterranean or whatever. It's just basically you go down some stairs, but it doesn't... Okay. This, this place doesn't even have a sign that's visible. You have to look for the. You have to look for it. <laughs> Wow, that's how hipster it is. Yeah, it's so hipster, people don't even know where it is. And it's amazing, and I love it. And people go, what? I'm like, yeah, exactly. Fuck you, bitches. You don't know who I am. <laughs> Just really fucked up shit like that. And my accountant uh, just sent me a bunch of stuff. <laughs> I, sorry, my I, I love this. My accountant literally sent me a letter saying, sign here. Like, he sent me a thing with a post-it note that says, sign here. So, like, I wouldn't know. <laughs> like, I just don't know where to sign. Thank you. What does this dotted line mean? Yes, why does it say signature? What does signature mean? <laughs> oh, God, I have to, like, uh... Wow, so apparently I need to fill out my, um... 
my tax no they're filling out my tax return for me which is brilliant i'm like yay <laughs> i love you guys thank you for doing that um but anyway back to what we were saying this podcast is veering off so badly it's ridiculous but it's fine <laughs> it's what we do uh kind of like diving back trying to reel it back slightly here cool. and um to to save grace i guess when it comes down to writing what's one of the biggest things that you actually find inspires you like what, what really inspires you to write now what inspires me to write now uh honestly uh movies still i find it really interesting the fact that i know this sounds weird that books are written in such a different style to movies like i can sit and watch a movie and almost be writing a book of it in my head like i know how to put that scene on paper and describe everything it must be because i'm quite a visual thinker so i get this idea in my mind and it never goes away because i can see it so and, and so it's, it's really just a way of just making mind pictures into squiggles on the page i suppose that, that's a crap answer though i'm, I'm gonna say like I'm, I'm just giving the voices in my head something to do <laughs> the voices in my head they're just dancing dancing away and i swear like once you've been writing a book like i have for the past five years and it's still not finished it's more like an exorcism than anything else it's getting them out of your head and on paper otherwise you keep it just keeps going around in your head and it, you get obsessed over it and it's not a good place to be in so it's it's more therapy rather than anything else at the moment so that's pretty much what you're going to go with yeah it's just what do we do at all so it's just crazy it's all the crazy <laughs> see whenever i watch movies i have to like sometimes do the voices of characters <laughs> okay because, uh, well, you know that I do, like, uh, you've had my Heath Ledger. Yes, yes that was, you uh, do great voices. It's got better. Has it? Yeah, like, I'm actually going as Heath Ledger's Joker with um, Jared Leto's hair for Halloween this year. That is a mashup I would pay to see. Uh-huh, and it gets even better because I've actually managed to figure out how to do um, Mark Hamill's Joker <gasps> laugh. Oh, my God. Which I'm not doing on the air because it will ruin my voice. <laughs> But I'll send you a voice recording of it later because I recorded it a while ago. I was like, holy fuck, this is scary. That's amazing. Are you going to include elements of Cesar Romero in there or is that where your Joker mashup ends? My Joker mashup ends there. Ah. Sorry, Cesar Romero. You're not, you're not going to make the cut this time. It's okay. He was too nice anyway. He was a nice Joker. He was a bit of a cuddly Joker. He was. Wait, are we on about Cesar Romero that did the Adam West version, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one I was, I was thinking of. Yeah, no, he's too nice. He is. He's cuddly. Even... um. Oh, what was his name? I can't remember his Jack name. Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jack Nicholson was born to play the Joker with a smile like that. You know, yes. he was, that smile gives me like nightmares. <laughs> like, don't ever smile at me, Jack Nicholson. If I ever see you, just just frown. I'll know that you're okay with that's, me. That's the thing. Jack Nicholson scares me more than the Joker. Yeah. Or Jack Nicholson as the Joker. That's that's an intense man. Yeah, very much so. Um. Like, I tried watching him in, like, anger management, and I was like, all I see is that evil grin. Now I just want to go cuddle a teddy bear. <laughs> just, just go away. Go away, Have evil you man. Seen the Little Shop of Horrors, the original one, the 1960 odd. Yeah, the, 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 B, the B movie version. Yeah, and he, where he's the, uh, the masochistic dentist patient. Yeah, I remember. That was a good role. That was... That was he, he hasn't changed in, like, what, 50 years of being on screen? His personality is still weird and scary. Oh man, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, but it's it's incredible, like how much of an amazing actor he is. Oh god, yeah, yeah. I have massive respect for Jack Nicholson. Yeah, I don't think anyone like that doesn't. But then again, you know, um, I have a real thing for method actors. I, I just find them very, yeah. very powerful. And this kind of like drops into and yes, we're going to give you a copywriting tip right now, ladies and gentlemen. So his in. Um, it's how I write copy. Ah, the method method. Yeah, what I do is I actually obsess over my clients. Ah, so you really get into the head, you get into the mindset of, of the clients? I, or I, I, not, just, not just that, I become my clients. Like, <laughs> I start speaking like them, I start using their mannerisms in day-to-day -day life, I start like texting like they do. Um, my friends are so used to it now, they don't really give a fuck, but like... <laughs> They'll know I'm on a project when I start sending messages and stuff like my client would. Uh, and then if I write the cop when I write the copy, it's it sounds like my client. It doesn't sound like me. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, I did so it with Alex Sharfan recently. 
Because mm-hmm. I can do Alex Sharpen's voice, which is brilliant. <laughs> you know what Alex Sharpen sounds like, right? I'm good. I, you know, I, I live under a rock. I really do. Alex Sharpen, like as in the entrepreneurial personality type guy. Let me have a look. Okay, just, you, you go do your thing. Just yeah. quickly press, press play and listen to his voice for a second. Just anything. How do you spell him? C-H-R-F-E-N. C-H-R... C-H-A-R-F-E-N, sorry. Sharfen. Oh, Sharfen. Sounds like Jarfen, but it's Sharfen. Sharfen. Oh, that's Ty Lopez. No, I don't want him. Lightopez. Wait, Ty Lopez. Lightopez. Don't care about your books. And your garage. Here in my garage. Oh my god, I still wanted to do a mashup of that video for my apartment. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I just want to do like a mashup of um, Ty's voice in my uh, for my for my apartments. Like here are my apartment where my cat lives and my crazy ass book collection because <laughs> I do have a crazy book collection. I have like four, five, six boxes of books that I need to still unpack, <laughs> and I'm at like five hundred as is right now. Oh, I've got a tiny box of books at my place right now because when I when I moved to uni, they all went to live with my mum, and she hasn't given them back yet because she likes them. She well, they're mostly horror. So I'd, I'd be surprised. She's more into her knitting and jam rather than I, I horror. Think, I think her dad probably yeah, stole them. Yeah, probably. All right. So have you heard Alex's voice? I have. Right. So I'm actually I did this for his like me and his wife spoke about this and because I've interviewed her as well because she's amazing. Uh-huh. And I did the voice for her and she was like, "Fuck, seriously," because <laughs> it's like uh, <clears throat> to get into Alex's voice is quite fun. Do you want me to do it? Yeah, go on. Cool, all right. So, uh, so hold on, hold on. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get the voice. I'm going to get the voice. So, as a, as an entrepreneur, we've... Uh, oh, shit, I can't do it right now. I've got, I've got to listen to his voice. Like, give me a second. I'm going to listen to his voice very quickly. And I should be able to do it. Because if I can just sample his voice for a second, I can just dive right into it. <laughs> Alex, Interesting uh, side note, I'm like that with writing school, yeah. voices. It's not physical actual Tom, soundy voices, but I need right. to Chris, read something. How old were you? You had to go forward. Couldn't Hold stop. on a second. Oh. Five years old. And it just, it was lit up, right? All right. So uh, let's see here. Okay, there we go. I got it. I've got yeah, the sample. Okay. Cool. So it's like. We're ready. So uh, when did it happen to you? Was it like when you were five years old and it just lit up when you were an entrepreneur? Uh, so as an entrepreneur following the entrepreneurial path, you need to lower your pressure and noise in order to truly understand exactly who you are. And uh, here at Sharfen Institute, that's what we aim to do. Sorry, it's, I'm losing it badly right now, but it's... I, I did the, uncanny. Uh, it's getting that's there. That's good. It's getting there. I want to, like, basically prank him one day, just call him on his phone, ask, ask him, him. <gasps> and be like... That would be brilliant. And just that's record the, the entire... idea. It would be so much fun just to fuck with him. Just an hour of you calling up celebrities and people in their own voices, pretending to be them. Most of my voices aren't that famous, and I can't really call Heath Ledger. He's kind of dead. Uh, That that is a setback. I could call Tom Waits, though. (laughs) Because Heath Ledger based his voice on Tom Waits, and it's like, well, you know... Just dive right into that shit. I want to do, you know what, Halloween podcast, if you're up for it, I'm going to get you back on the show for Halloween. Yes, please. We yes. will have to do like a little um, copy shop of horrors episode. <gasps> yes, Just, I am all about that. Yeah, yes. So guys, listen out for around November time. We'll be releasing the copy shop of horrors podcast for me and Beth, uh, which would be fucking awesome. And we're, and I'm going to be doing voices the entire time I'm on the call, so I'm not going to use my real voice the entire night. <laughs> And I'll have been doing a really interesting uh, writing experiment throughout October as well. So that'll be good to check in with you about that. Oh, shit. What's the writing experiment about? Details, I'm woman? writing a book in 30 days. Okay. What book? Business or normal? A new horror book. Okay, cool. I think I might yeah. have something for you. Ooh. Awesome. Uh, I'll just... Hold on. I'm going to just type it into the chat box and then um, I'll uh, I'll send it to you after. Awesome. Um. Yeah, it's that's not actually what it's called. But to be fair, I think I might actually go ahead and write a book called that. Novel shit. That should be the title of my book. That works on a lot of levels. It's like Adela Marcy, novel shit, and it should be just a book on comedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Ah, the book ninja. 
Yeah, she's fucking awesome. Um, but anyway, we'll talk about. Yes, like, she's, well, I think she's been well, a guest on my show before, or she was supposed to be, and I lost the file somewhere. No, <laughs> I think my it. MacBook died. That like my hard drive completely crapped out, and I lost all my um, interviews with her and a few other people. It's like no. Oh my god! But so much weird stuff. Anyway, kind of drawing it back to like the writing style. Why? Why thirty days? Like, how are you going to write a book in thirty days? Have you got a method, strategy? What are you doing? Well, basically, um, as, as I mentioned very briefly before, this book, the what I gave you the first draft of, it's taken me five years to write, mainly because a lot of life has happened. Like, I've graduated uni, I've moved house uh, twice, I think, <laughs> maybe three times if you count uni, I've gotten married, yada, yada, yada. So it's kind of fallen by the wayside, and I hate that. I'm a very strikes while the iron is hot kind of person, and having that kind of project drag on, it's been really hard on my creativity so I was like okay this book has taken five years I'm gonna write a book in 30 days and um it's gonna be unlike NaNoWriMo that's happening in November National Novel Writing Month in that National Novel Writing Month they like you to start from cold they like you to go in and just like blur all your ideas on paper and get it out there I'm not I'm gonna go in with an outline what I'm doing is over this month of September I am gonna be and you can't see the air quotes here, but I'm making massive air quotes. Doing no, I, research. I, I can imagine you just by going, doing research. Think Dr. Evil from um, Austin Powers 2. <laughs> doing research, yeah. For one million dollars. Oh, you mean one billion dollars. <laughs> billion. Oh, yeah, billion. No, yeah. <laughs> one hundred no. million dollars. <laughs> they all just laugh at him. Sorry. Just one more I will be watching one million movies. No, I won't. I'll be watching as many haunted house movies and reading as many haunted house books as I can to distill a formula. I will be amalgamating all that material into one, basically a haunted house template. Okay. From which I will be able to create an original story in 30 days. I've already got like a kind of plot idea, but I need to distill the template in order to get the motifs, the character voices down, the plot points. So I'm really excited about it. That sounds awesome, but I have to ask, what the fuck does amalgamation mean? Oh, like merging and smushing together in an awesome recipe of mashups and fuckery, I suppose. I love the fact the word fuckery made that list. <laughs> it's one of my favorite words. It, it really is. Mine, uh, mine comes with a word prerequisite. To oh, well, there's two words to that. One of them is actually um, a book title for my friend uh, Paul uh, Paul Karch, who is the guy at Boss Academy podcast. Who everyone who's listening should totally go check him out. He's got some badass people on there, including yours truly. Um, uh-huh. But <laughs> shameless plug. Um, his book. Uh, I hope he releases the book, but I I titled it and it was called. Uh, Peeling it back, how to avoid the pitfalls and mindfuckery of entrepreneurialism. That is amazing. That is the title I wish he runs with. The other one, huh? Peel it back. Peel it back. Cool. Because it's basically stories from guys like me, him, and a few other people have gone through like really bad setbacks in our business, and how we've had to peel back ourselves off the mat, off the ground, and start again. Fantastic. I need that in my life right now. I will need it. So that's one. The other one was, I was going to say my other favorite word with the word fuckery in it is kinky. Kinky fuckery. <laughs> so what are you into? Kinky fuckery. Kinky fuckery. It's always that's fun. It's got such like, threatening overtones as well. Well, it depends how you say it, really. That's, that's how I say it, anyway. <laughs> well, you are, well, you live in Scotland where everything sounds threatening to a brown person. Oh, yes. Like Oh, me. yes. <laughs> You've got to listen very hard to make sure they don't want to fuck you up. And they usually probably do anyway. But you know that, I've got to say, the people up here are much nicer than in, than in England. Duh, I know. <laughs> if any of you Glaswegians are listening, please don't kill me. White privilege. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's not even white privilege. It's like non-ginger privilege up here. <laughs> Everybody's an iron brew head. <laughs> is that, that is the worst name ever. It's <laughs> An iron brew head. That has got to be like... <laughs> I'm gonna have to peel this back. Pretty much, it's just you know, Iron Brew Head is now like my favorite thing. I think that's gonna be the quote of the show, Iron Brew Head. If oh, oh my god, like I've talked about my books, my writing, my legacy. If that's all I get remembered for in this shit, then we will have words. <laughs> 
many, many words exchanged over many, many phrases at all. <laughs> you wordsmith. Nah, I love gingers. I love them. I do. I did swear. You, did you not just marry one? I don't know if she wants to. Half ginger. It's fair enough. And it's you can't really hate gingers. You're talking to me because um, I have a ginger beard. It's black and ginger. It's weird. That's right. I remember. You're so it's fucked hybrid. up. Hybrid. Good for the environment. Yeah, I actually did the crazy, like, uh, experimentation DNA thing. What? I did the DNA thing where I checked my DNA. You did? I was thinking about doing that. What did you What did you get? Was it good? Was it, it was, a good experience? It was everything I thought I am. I was like, <laughs> fuck, this is confirmed that I'm a weird <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> a weird fucked up human. Who did you go with? That one, two, three, is it, service? Uh, 23 and me. That's it. 23 and me. Yeah, I was going to do that for my 25th birthday and then I forgot. But I'm pretty I'm pretty certain of my heritage, so it probably just would confirm a lot of things. I was more concerned with with like the other things they offer like your your default caffeine levels, like how many cups of coffee you can drink before you feel it kind of thing. How many can you drink before you feel it? None, like all of them. I I, I coffee doesn't affect me at all. At all. I have been drinking coffee religiously since probably way before I should have done. And now the only thing that actually gives me any sort of a buzz is like a proper pure Red Bull. And only if I've gone three weeks without having a Red Bull. Wow. I am caffeinated up to the tits. <laughs> and I'm surprisingly lazy despite it. See, You'd think I'd be going and doing all the workouts and writing no. like a million words a day, but no. No, there is no expectation of that. No, it's just like, hi, I bet you expect this of me, Adol. I expect nothing of you. <laughs> then you will get nothing. You, you expect will get nothing, nothing. You get nothing. Yes. God, it is, it is hilariously bad. <laughs> um, just how much... You know what? This has to be like said as a truth. But yeah. entrepreneurs are the laziest fuckers on earth. Yeah, and you know, that, that's a trait that I really admire. We all need to be a bit more lazy because it's the lazy people who find the shortcuts and delegate to the right people and get shit done. Yeah, but if we're all lazy, they're too then lazy no to take on the, the fallout for not doing so. Well, that and also we just, we, we just don't want to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Adel, what are you doing today? Go fuck yourself. Okay, that, that works. <laughs> Like last night, well, over our Chinese takeaway, like we were watching um, oh, it was South Park with um, Handy Car. Oh my god, that's such a good episode. Have you seen it? No. Oh, it's brilliant. South Park basically take the piss out of um, Uber. Oh my god, that sounds amazing. I have it's to watch this. Matthew McConaughey driving an Uber, but it's not an Uber. It's a Handy Car because it's a little business set up by Timmy, the handicapped person. Oh my god, I love it. driving around his little wheelchair with um, like a little toy cart dragging behind it with people in it. <laughs> it's fantastic. I've sent you something that I want you to watch after the after we finish recording. I will but do. This, oh, I, I saw this last night. I pissed myself laughing. <laughs> I genuinely, I, that's why I'm saying don't watch it now. You'll burst into tears of laughter and the I show will is ugly laugh. <laughs> <laughs> just horrible i want you to watch it like while we're on the call together um but oh. after this so yeah. we're actually coming up to the point where i'm going to ask you my favorite question uh of the show it's two questions actually the first okay. one is um when you've had a setback okay. like personal financial emotional whatever it is All of it, how, yeah. how, how do you deal with it and how do you come back from it that is an amazing question i know i asked I'm <laughs> well done i'm still kind of working through that process, really, I mean, I don't think I'll ever be comfortable with the way I deal with shit because I cry a lot and usually just go, I, I clean a lot, which is quite productive <laughs> as well. Um, generally, when it's one of those setbacks that sort of affects everything going forward, though, it's not just a one-time thing that upsets me and I can forget about it. The way I deal with it is I go offline. I go dark completely. Facebook, Twitter, all of it, almost by default, not even uh, like on purpose. I just switch off and I go and do something else completely. Like I get really into cross-stitch, like looking up loads of cross-stitch patterns or stupid shit like that. Or I go and watch all of Twin Peaks at once. Wow. And I just take like a load of time off. And then 
then I'll start reading stuff about what the setback has been about. Like, for instance, if I've had a setback with my writing, if I've had a real knock in confidence, I'll go and forget about it for ages. And then I'll come back and I'll reread a really good book about writing that I love, like Beginnings, Middles and Ends by Nancy Cress is a fantastic one. Uh, the War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, that is a fantastic one as well. And just by sort of reintroducing myself to the concept of what I want to do in that kind of familiar setting, because I've already read it before, it just reminds me why I got into it in the first place, and it sort of ignites loads of new ideas. So that's how I deal with that, really. Hey, just and eating. I eat a lot. Fair enough. I was going to say, I cook. That's actually my way of dealing with stuff, is I cook. Um, <laughs> and we should time our setbacks, probably, so they coincide. And be in the same vicinity, <laughs> that would help. Yeah. Don't worry, Sean, I'll cook for you too. Um, He'll be fine with that. <laughs> he's like, make some food, brown man. I used to be a <laughs> chef, so I'll be fine with it. Um, God, okay, so just side note before we jump to the other question. Well, two things. One, Stephen Pressfield, did you know he actually wrote The Legend of Bag of Ants? I had no idea. I read that on, like, a Wikipedia article, and I was, like, busy at the time, so I went, oh, and went away. But now it's sort of sinking in. Like, I, as I said, live under a rock. I'm not entirely sure what it is. Is it a movie? It's, it's is a, it... It is a, it's a book that was turned into a movie that had Will Smith and Matt Damon. Um, uh. It's actually a pretty great thing. Um, so, yeah, it, it was such an amazing thing that just happened. Yeah. Wow. I'm looking it up. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, uh, I didn't like it as a movie. But it was a good. It's really? just surprising to know a guy that wrote the War of Art actually wrote a movie script. That's kind of I, I trust that so much because you know they're they're, they're these self help gurus and gurus who make a living helping other people. But to know that someone wrote a novel like almost it just feels that he wrote it a lot closer to um, a writing the War of Art. So it does feel like like he's almost in the trenches working himself through it. As yeah. well, I mean, that's what came off when I read The War of Art. I was going to say, if you read a book called Three Simple Steps by Trevor Blake, you might actually love that as well, because that guy is I have fucking own businesses and whatever, and I don't need to write this book in order to make money. All the proceeds are going to cancer research, so fuck you. Uh, so I was like, all right, cool, I like you. Yeah, um, yeah. So the next question I was going to ask you, which uh -huh. is, if you could give three pieces of advice to people that are making the transition from either having a full-time job to working for themselves, uh -huh. people that are stagnant, or people that want to take their business up a level, what three pieces of advice would you give them? Okay, I know number one, definitely. It's trust your gut. Definitely. You've got a load of neurons in your stomach or mushing about in there. And it's, it's just been the one thing that has driven my business since it began. I've always had like a fairly good gut intuition, but it really came to the forefront when I started dealing with clients and put myself in all these unfamiliar situations. Because I get a bad feeling from an email correspondence or a Skype or something, and I press ahead anyway. I'm like, I'm new to this. I don't know how these things work, really. I'm just going to go ahead and see how it works. Every single bloody time, it bit me in the ass. Quite literally. Every time I went against my gut, no. <laughs> it is turned around and just messed up everything. So I would advise you to listen to your gut and to hone that feeling, just to pay attention exactly when you feel that way and maybe what triggers it. So, yeah. yeah. That's always a good thing to do. <laughs> so what's the second piece of advice? The second piece of advice would be to... Do you know what? To keep experimenting. Yeah. Keep experimenting. Keep the fun in there as well. And if nobody else is doing what you're thinking of doing, don't let that hold you back. If you Google something, like I did yesterday, and like no results pop up or two results pop up from like a blog that doesn't even talk about the thing you're wondering about, that's the not thing you're wondering about. a bad thing. Like, a lot of people preach that like, the best um, best businesses to get into are the ones who have competitions already. Sure, definitely. That's the easiest route. But sometimes you've got a hold of an innovation and there's no reason why you shouldn't pursue it just because you think you're a lower level and that you can't handle it. If no one's handled it before, you'll be handling it the best. <laughs> this is, this, it's, it's something that I struggle with quite a lot. Like I, I get all these like shiny little ideas and I try not to pursue them, but sometimes... 
you ask if someone else is doing this and no one else is. So it's up to you whether you want to pursue it or not because someone else is going to eventually. Yeah. Pretty, cool. pretty awesome. All right. Last piece <laughs> of advice. Bring it home. Last piece of advice. Well, uh, right. Yeah. No, I know. I know. If you're doing something very mental, very brain power intensive, like writing, take up a physical hobby. Not even working out or something. Like, if you work out and you like it, that's great, but ugh, fuck you. Like, I don't like working out. I hate it. But <laughs> I do knitting. I knit a lot. And I, well, now I've got a house uh, that we own, which is awesome. I can do the garden. I'm renovating the house, stripping wallpaper, that kind of stuff. If you're day job per se or your side hustle is very creative and mentally intensive you're going to need something mindless and physical to just exercise the other half of your brain and vice versa if you're if you run like a martial arts academy or something else and you're doing something very physical and intensive that way go and write poetry go and make videos or something or just let your creativity flow out some other way yeah. Just make sure you're t totally in balance is a better way of putting it. But you don't need, you don't need to work out. Trust me. <laughs> you do need to work out. You do need to work out, but yeah, you no, 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 no. You you actually need to work out. Like that is like a huge thing. If you don't work out, I will call you. Well, I can't recall really women this, but men, I will call you fat tubby bastards. <laughs> Does Pokemon Go count? Yes. I've hit, I've hit the hundred kilometer achievement. Yeah, that actually counts, by the way. Pokemon yes. Go actually counts. Yes. There you go. You can go and catch out. invisible monsters and look buff. Yeah. I've actually lost a bit of weight since in downloading um, Pokemon Go, and it's improved my marriage. We're talking a lot. We're walking a lot. Cool. We're exploring the town. It's awesome. Success stories. Guys, uh, go check out Bethany Scott's website, bethanyrscott.com. Look out for her books, her copy, her ideas, and her craziness. Uh, also, look out for our next show, which is going to be done. Uh, hopefully, it'll be aired around. It'll be it'll be released on October thirty first. Uh, but we should be shooting the vi the podcast a day or two beforehand, and it's going to be called the Copy Shop of Horrors. Um, please make sure you check that out. So, Beth, thank you for being here as a guest. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Uh, looking so. forward to our other to our other show. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye.